This is The Rational Perspective. I'm Alec Hogg. And today, Naspers cashes in as Walmart buys control of India's e-commerce leader Flipkart. The media group Naspers is one of the most successful examples on earth of a company that has managed to overcome the radical transformation of its industry. Another successful chapter in its story was published today when the group sold its 11% stake in India's Flipkart for a chunky $1.6 billion profit. It acquired the stake in 2012, less than six years ago. But before we get into the story, some background. In the late 1990s, Naspers's then chief executive, Kurs Becker, who's today the chairman, and his right-hand man, the late Antoine Roux, applied what they termed a mud-on-the-wall strategy. Based on the belief that their core print publishing business was dying, they used largely borrowed money to take bets on many fledgling internet companies in emerging markets. In other words, throwing mud at the wall and hoping that some of it would stick. Among these bets was a small Hong Kong business called Tencent, which they bought half of for just over $30 million. That has turned into the best private equity investment in history. Until last month, Naspers had never sold a single Tencent share, but when it finally did sell for $9.8 billion, a modest 2 percentage points of its ownership, the company realized an astonishing 326 times on its total investment. But such an amazing creation of value brings its own challenges. In its native South Africa, Naspers now has a weighting of over 20% on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange's all-share index, raising concerns among investors that the entire nation's savings are too heavily dependent on a single company. And with its South African domicile having influenced a company's share price that trades at a 40% discount to the value of its 10-cent shareholding alone, that means the raft of its other assets are effectively thrown in for free, global investors have been agitating for the Chinese stake to be unbundled. Naspers's management's counter has been that it is no one-trick pony, and today's announcement that it is a major beneficiary of Walmart's Indian acquisition of Flipkart will surely go some of the way to supporting that view. Naspers Chief Executive Bob Van Dijk joined the group in 2013. That was a year after the group had provided seed capital for an initial 10% stake in Flipkart. He explains how the relationship with the Indian company progressed. Yeah, so I wasn't part of the, the very first investment, but a part of most of the, the, the follow-on investments that we've done. And I've, uh, and I've joined the, the board as well in the last uh, 18 months. So we've come quite close to the, to the company. Uh, I would say there's been a few phases. I think initially just great, uh, great entrepreneurship and, and, and progress in the, in the first few years. Um, so from the moment we invested, I think a tremendous growth path and, and we, we were very encouraged and, and, and kept seeing the further upside and, and kept investing. And then I think there was a phase where sort of the, the Indian uh, markets were somewhat overheated and I think the, the valuations ran ahead of themselves. That was around 15. And we didn't participate in the investment then because we, we just didn't think we would get the right returns. We passed 
on a few rounds that were sort of the the 10 or the 11 and the 15 billion dollar mark and and then i think there was actually a tough period for the company where amazon was spending a tremendous amount of money and they really had to focus on on their their core and do a great job for customers and that started about 18 months ago uh, 20 maybe 22 months ago and they've done exceptionally well in that phase and, and really improved uh, the customer satisfaction, but also growth rates and the economics. And on the back of that, they attracted a fair amount of capital last year, a little bit from us at a valuation of about $7, $7 billion, uh, pretty much a year ago, and then a, a larger round with, uh, with Tencent and SoftBank and so on after that uh, at a pre-money valuation of 10. And uh, I think that sort of success has actually continued in the last year, and uh, they've they've gained market share and I think improved their economics further. And I think uh, there was a, a lot of interest from strategic partners to align with with Flipkart, and uh, in the end, the board the board has decided that that's the right thing to do for um, for the company. The right thing, according to the board, was the sale of a 77% to Walmart, the retailing giant, which is struggling against its nemesis Amazon in their home base of the United States, but is determined to go head-to-head in the world's most populous democracy. Here's how Bloomberg reported the deal this morning. It's one of the biggest deals in the world of e-commerce. The world's biggest retailer, Walmart, has acquired majority controlling stake in Flipkart, India's biggest homegrown e-tailer. Walmart has acquired 77% stake in Flipkart for $16 billion. That values Flipkart at $20.8 billion. What does this mean for Walmart? This deal gives Walmart a leading position in the growing Indian market and will invest $2 billion in fresh equity, which will help Flipkart accelerate its growth. That's exactly what Flipkart needs. This deal gives it greater firepower to continue the fierce battle that it faces with Amazon in India. That's not all. Walmart says it also supports its ambition to transition into a publicly listed entity in future. For investors, $15 billion bonanza, while details still remain a bit sketchy on who gets what, SoftBank, that invested over $2 billion, will walk away with an e-profit, so will the others. The rest, 23%, will still be held by Binnie Bunsell, Tencent, Tiger Global and Microsoft. While there's a lot of focus on how Japan's high-profile SoftBank made an excellent 60% profit on its investment, that return pales next to the 257% generated for NASPAS. Might it have squeezed out a little more money by playing off the one bidder against the other? Because it's well known that Amazon, which has already invested over $5 billion in its own Indian adventure, was also keen on Flipkart. That decision was made by the Flipkart board. And uh, so, so I've been part of the discussion and the board has looked at the various options and decided that this was uh, in the best interest for the company. So there was no chance of you doing a separate deal with Amazon? No, that, that, that wouldn't work, no. Would you have been able to stay aboard and, uh, and not to have sold your, your shares to Walmart? Was that a prospect? Was that something that you considered? Yeah, it is something that was possible and it's something that we did consider. Um, the, main, the main consideration for us is that we, we, had, a, we had a lot of uh, influence on the company before, right? We've been on the board for a long time. We had two, um, one board seat, one observer, and, and we were close to, to the team. Uh, with, with another strategic coming in for, what is it, 70 plus percent, it's clear that our influence on the company is gonna, is gonna diminish quite radically. So, and we're not a pure financial investor. I think that was the main consideration for us to, um, to not stay in. Nasbass's 31% associate, 10 cent, is staying along for the ride. 
but the Hong Kong-based internet giant has other strategic objectives. Given its African heritage, Naspas is all too aware of the adage that when elephants fight, the grass gets flattened. So with Walmart and Amazon duking it out in India, future returns from Flipkart are certain to be lower. And by selling out now, Naspas has made a rational decision to bank a 32% annual rate of return on its investment. I think what, what I like to look at, it's, it's uh, the 32% is about three times our cost of capital, and it's about um, four or five times the, the average return on, on, on an equity investment in the public market. So it's a, it's a great return. $616 million in total, uh, becoming $2.2 billion. Those numbers you've, uh, you have released. So this yep. is now going to leave you with quite a big cash pile, given that you've also raised, well, what was the exact number? It was somewhere around $10 billion for that sale of the, those 10 cent shares. Yeah, that was nine, $9.8 billion. So what are you going to do with all that money? We have very significant ambitions in our core segments. Um, and uh, that's been basically only getting stronger in the last few years. And, and we've shown that we can deliver a good return. So we believe we can do more of that. And think this kind of capital is what we need to, um, it's what we can actually deploy well and deliver a great return on again. And uh, that's the plan. Hmm. It's always better when you actually understand and know the business, I guess. Yeah, I think that's something that's close to our heart, right? So we, we may invest in things that are sort of newer and less known to us. We usually would commit less capital. And when we, we get uh, into deeper understanding, then that's where we start saying, hey, what is the size of opportunity? Can we do more? And, and that, um, that's the stage we're in with, with our core businesses. Is there any... Any other plan? You did articulate this in New York at your Investor Day about closing that premium or that, that discount rather to your underlying holding in Tencent? No, absolutely. We, we, we see that that, that, that discount, uh, although the underlying factors that drive it are, are external factors, but it's not, it's not something that we, we want to see continue. So we, we are having uh, uh, discussions and, and, um, preparation to see what are fundamental solutions that we could that we could deploy to 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 narrow that discount over time it's it's driven by structural reasons so it will require structural solutions and it's not something you you want to rush into but we do uh, we do want to reduce that discount meaningfully and we're we're working actively on that in the absence of doing anything structural how long do you think it would take for your existing businesses to to make the impression on investors that you really do know what you're doing and, and uh, Tencent wasn't a, a one-trick pony. Yeah, so, so I think if you look at what drives our discount, I think it, it is not so much that people don't like our other businesses, but I think yeah, we, we've, we've demonstrated we, make, we made a 23% return on those e-commerce investments, which is a whole lot more than, than what the average investor uh, delivered. So I think we have established we do that well. I think there, there, there are factors around um, uh, our, the size of our uh, listing in, in, uh, on the JSE that, that have not been positive for us, right? So we are so large in the index uh, that, that basically people uh, have to go underweight NASPERS and that has led to a fair amount of selling. As stands and increased in value, actually, our shareholders, particularly South African shareholders, had to sell. Been, that's been a major driver of, of uh, the discount. The other one was uh, until 
basically uh, ANC uh, election times, there were massive capital outflows out of South Africa. So uh, those um, are the main drivers of that discount. So that's that's the stuff in in the end that that we need to think about um, solutions that 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 mitigate those factors. I think where where the share prices and the discount is not something we're 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 comfortable with at all. So it's it's something we 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 want to address and need to address. On the other hand, we we take a long term view, and uh, from day to day, we're focused on building building great businesses and and delivering a good return, ra- rather than than um, spend all our time looking at a discount. Now, I suppose it's retaining its other investments in India, most public of which is the online travel company Make My Trip whose shares are separately listed on the NASDAQ exchange. And because of the discount to the $0.10 cent holding, those who own NASPACE shares get their Make My Trips for free. The share price has actually had a fair run in the last, in the last few months. So we're obviously a significant shareholder, so we, we, and we have four board seats, so we know quite a bit about the company. The, the bottom line is that I think there was, uh, after the merger with, with our homegrown business, Ibibo, in India, there was a, a um, the, the expectation. So initially, there was a massive share price peak when that transaction happened. I think the expectation from the market was that immediately, um, sort of, uh, there would be immediate profitability in the business. We we always realized that it's still an early stage business that required significant investment. Then then the share price took a step back. But now, in the last few months, I think people are seeing how the company is improving its financials while still gaining market share. Now the market is really excited about it. We've been we've been excited all along. Are you going into online travel elsewhere in the world? No, no current plans to do that. I would I would not say never, but uh, we're we're very excited about the Indian business, but uh, not not looking very actively at other things. So this is a unique situation because obviously elsewhere in the world, online uh, classifieds and your fintech is uh, is almost rolled out in in different geographies. Yeah, I would say the. Uh, in India is a particularly exciting uh, destination for investment for us. And we had been in the travel business there for a long time, and this sort of culminated in that stake in, in Make My Trip. Um, travel elsewhere is, is uh, in, in many cases quite concentrated, right? With global players having a very strong position, and India is a, is a nice exception. So it's it's not as clear that in in other markets there will be so, such strong local champions as Make My Trip is in India. In many cases, it's global players that have actually captured a, a big part of the rest of the world. Outside of Make My Trip, Nasbass's Indian focus is on substantial operations that it has built up over the years in its three-pronged global focus in online classified advertising through OLX, online food delivery in India through the aforementioned Swiggy, although it has big businesses in that field elsewhere in the world, and its global fintech operation, PayU. Being early to the Chinese internet boom with Tencent and now the Indian market with Flipkart and others has paid off handsomely for the South African-born group. Who's to say its other bets in India won't deliver a similar result? This has been The Rational Perspective. Until the next time, cheerio.